Hi there, this is Omar Crook, host of Living with a Genius. I want to personally thank you for your financial support. Your donation helps keep this show chugging right along, and I truly couldn't do it without you. As always, thanks for listening. Be kind, do good work, and until next time. Here's Living with a Genius for June 21st, 2020. It's the birthday of American comedian and actor Robin Williams. In full, Robin McLaurin Williams, born on this day, July 21st, 1951, in Chicago, Illinois. When one remembers the genius of Robin Williams, the first thing that comes to mind is his manic intensity. Whether on stage or in front of a camera, Williams could clip along at light speed, his hilarious, bold, bombastic stream of consciousness forcing even the most hardened cynic to crack a smile. But in his early years, Williams wasn't the rambunctious class clown you might expect. Instead, he was a self-conscious, quiet, driven kid with a lot of self-doubt. Williams described his childhood self as being short, shy, chubby, and lonely. He spent his early years playing by himself in his family's giant house, since his upper-class parents were usually busy with other matters. Williams often claimed that his famous sense of humor first developed as a way to get his mother's attention by making her laugh. Williams also learned that he could use comedy to bridge the gap between himself and other students, and as a self-defense mechanism for dealing with bullies. All through high school, Williams was a hard-working, straight-A student. He initially went into college aiming for a degree in political science, until his decision to take improv classes took him in a radically different direction. At 16, Williams' father relocated the family to San Francisco after his retirement from Ford Motor Company. But it was in Los Angeles where his big break came when the popular sitcom Happy Days decided to do an episode in which the Fonz battled against a space alien named Mork. Williams got the job, and while the Happy Days episode was only supposed to be a silly one-off, Williams' performance earned such raves that his alien character was spun off into his own TV series, Mork and Mindy, which became a network sensation and made Robin Williams a household name. It wasn't long before Williams made the jump to the big screen, but it took a while for him to find a role that properly suited his high-energy, heartfelt style. His cinematic debut had him starring as the classic cartoon character, Popeye, followed by The World According to Garp. But neither of these films really grabbed mainstream audiences. But Williams finally found the role he was looking for in 1987, when he blew filmgoers away as military DJ Adrian Cronauer in Good Morning Vietnam a film that worked as dramatic chops and gave him free reign to go off on those improvisational comedic tangents everyone loved. From there, Williams built a career on now classic films like Dead Poets Society, Mrs. Doubtfire, and The Fisher King. Unlike so many of his comic contemporaries, Williams wasn't interested in zany comedy flicks, and instead carved a niche for himself with dramatic, emotional, and often tragic roles that still incorporated his rapid-fire jokes. He also earned a string of Academy Award nominations, finally winning in 1997 for his role as a psychologist in the perfect film Goodwill Hunting. But the story of Robin Williams can't be told without also documenting his lifelong battle with addiction. Williams first slipped into binge drinking and cocaine abuse during his time on Mork and Mindy, right as his star was on the rise, according to People magazine. 
He dropped both substances in 1982, reportedly due to two major life events. One, his wife was pregnant with their son. And two, his comedian friend John Belushi had died of a drug overdose. According to ABC, Williams said it was a wake-up call. Williams was successfully sober for decades and never went back to cocaine. But sadly, on a lonely 2003 shoot in Alaska, Williams relapsed back into drinking. He continued drinking for three years, a time he said wasn't remotely enjoyable while it lasted, before checking into rehab in 2006. And from then on, Williams remained sober until the end of his life. Williams did return to rehab in 2014, but this was reportedly because he wanted to maintain his sobriety, not due to a relapse. It has often been stated that Robin Williams' heartbreaking suicide by hanging was caused by the actor's battle with depression. But the truth is much more complicated. According to Scientific American, the true story is that Williams was incorrectly diagnosed with Parkinson's disease, and his dementia symptoms progressed rapidly. In the last few months of his life, his cognitive abilities declined so quickly that he was unable to remember his lines on the set and was overcome with paranoia, insomnia, a loss of sensory functions, and panic attacks. After his death, the autopsy revealed that Williams had been misdiagnosed indeed and had actually suffered from the onset of Lewy body dementia, a disease that impacts an estimated 1.3 million Americans. Williams' wife, Susan, referred to the disease as the terrorist inside my husband's brain, and she said the last year of his life was a painful flurry of ineffective medical trials, physical therapy, alternative treatments like yoga and meditation, as well as anything Williams could do to try and help his brain regain its prior functions. Tragically, there's no known cure for Lewy body dementia, and the escalation of this disease led to the tragic end of a man the world will always remember fondly as one of the most celebrated and talented performers of his time. Thanks for listening. Be kind, do good work, and until next time.